everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Activist Podcast. I'm Leilani Raglan, your host, and I'm here today joined with Kylie Carr. Kylie is the CEO and founder of the Asbury Group, a transformational leadership development firm specializing in elevating women of color, especially those at Fortune 500 companies. Kylie's signature approach to leadership presence, which is grounded in one's personal power and cultivated from the inside out, has helped high potential leaders across the globe thrive and advance to the most senior ranks. When Kylie's not facilitating leadership development programs or speaking at conferences and corporations or just being a genuinely amazing human, she can be found hosting her podcast, Beyond the Business Suit, which has more than 200 episodes and been downloaded in 100 plus countries. So, so excited to have Kylie on the show today. I hope that you get as much out of it as, as we got recording it. Kylie is an incredible light and an incredible friend and just somebody that I really, really look to, to model what it looks like to be a divine channel and to let that translate into actionable ways to create positive change in this realm on this earth. So please join me sit down, get your tea, get your coffee, get your cookies, <laughs> get all the things and enjoy this conversation with my dear, dear friend, Kylie Carr. Kylie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Leilani. So Kylie and I, you just heard her bio and all of the incredible things she's been up to in this world, including a new retreat for Black women leaders beyond leadership. Is that right? Yes, the Beyond yes. Leadership Academy. So before we start, like, can you just talk a little bit about Beyond Leadership Academy? Like when I saw that, I was literally jumping up and down. What, what is that all about? Yeah, so it is a six-month immersive leadership program specifically focused on Black women who are interested in and striving for senior leadership. And I, I've been working in the leadership development space for the past several years and have created some pretty immersive programs, primarily through my clients. And I've seen the... Just the power of when when you're able to create something and really connect with people beyond the surface, mm -hmm. beyond the check boxes of leadership, and also, I mean, I say with my clients, but also some of the experiences that I've I've uh, created through my my organization more on the retreat side. This one is not a retreat; is more of a leadership development program versus. Um, a moment in time, but it is really geared towards one, helping Black women rediscover their brilliance mm. and their individual brilliance and what they bring to the world, honestly, mm. and help them reconnect with that and, and create a leadership style that is grounded in their authenticity mm. with, you know, yes, we will talk about leadership skills and we'll bring in speakers and mentors and 
create sponsors, sponsor relationships and champion relationships within their organization and externally, but it's really to help them understand the power they possess Mm -hmm. and help them bring that to the world so that they can continue to, to thrive. So what I love about the way that you're describing this is it's different than I hear a lot of leadership development. I, I hear a lot of leadership development being like bringing these external things and molding you and shaping you. And then you come out the other side. But what I hear you saying is like a returning to the brilliance that is black women, right? Returning to what is already there and almost like a remembering. Yes. Yes. I, what I, I, so Kylie and I, gosh, Grace Killalay. That's how we, I'm like, I had to like really rack my brain. Grace, Mm -hmm. our good mutual friend connected us. And what was very evident in the first time that we connected is that there is this deep, deep soul connection that I feel like we, Mm. you know, kind of, even in the beginning, we were kind of like, oh, you know, let's connect and all this. And then like this year, I feel like it's been like, bam. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, divine brought us together for Mm -hmm. a very clear reason. So when I think about you really channeling inspiration from the divine realm to create your offerings, my question to you is, what is your process for that? Because Mm -hmm. I know that we are going to have a lot of listeners who are, I don't know, and maybe I'll just speak for myself. I, I spent so much time doubting my intuitive gifts and doubting that my intuition was not just me in my head or me and my ego. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your process and what it's like to channel inspiration, to create all these beautiful offerings for black women, for women of color? What does that process look like? Yeah. So is there a real process? I don't know. I think... I know the process really is for me, it's giving myself the, the brain space to receive. So I know in order for me to get that divine inspiration, I have to, to be in a centered space. And so I have daily practices that allow me to clear out some of that junk so that I can receive. And the more that I can put myself in that space and really be intentional about that, but also ask God to make help me be a vessel to take me out of it and to let the divine shine through. The more I say yes to those things, even in the 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 little inspiration, the small inspirations, it's almost like the more I'm trusted. So when it came to the beyond women's um, or the Beyond the Business Suit retreat that we had last year. And that was like totally divine, totally divine. I kept getting, you know, just thoughts over the course of uh, probably over two years, like you need to create an event, you need to create a conference, you need to create something that's yours. And I, you know, kind of, I was hesitant for a while and then it kept coming, it kept coming. And so I thought, okay, this is like next year is going to be the year I'm going to do it. And I started speaking it into existence. So I would have a lunch with someone who I was connected with and they would ask me what I was up to. And I would say, oh yeah, yeah, well, you know, next year I'm launching my first conference and this is what what I envisioned for it. And it was like, 
one after another, people would say, that sounds amazing. How can, I, how can I be a part of it? And next thing I knew, I had 13 women on my team mm-hmm. helping to make this a reality. And by the end, we had 15 volunteers. I had a friend fly in town from Dallas, one fly in town from California to help make this a reality. And what I love about the divine is that not only did lives get changed at that retreat, that you could feel it in the air. You could feel the energy Mm. and the divinity in the room, but also the women who stepped up and said yes to helping me, not even said yes, they answered their own calls Mm. to be a part of it. Each and every one of them have been infinitely blessed because of it. So that's a little bit, a little peek into that Uh, process. And I was giggling because when you were talking about, and there'll be a lot of giggling on this podcast, (laughs) y'all. When you're talking about speaking it into existence, I actually had a friend just tell me yesterday that they admired the fact that I will just say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. This is what I'm good at. And I'm like, I'm totally faking it. Yeah, <laughs> fake it till you make it. Like I have yeah. been telling everyone I'm writing a book. I'm publishing it mid next year. I'm starting this podcast. This is, you know, Kylie, you know, you're my first guest, but it's taken me a year to actually get my face on here and my mic out. And it wasn't until I started speaking it into existence and almost like having it out into the universe was the reason it started to take flight. Right. Because yes. I was like, okay, I'm doing this, which I hear a lot of people say, I'm afraid, like that feels so vulnerable. What if I don't do it? What if I don't follow through with it? And along that same vein, what I hear in your story is the courage that it takes for you to put that out there and to put out into the universe that this is happening, like it or not, like whatever it looks like it's happening. And so can you talk a little bit about that courage and what it requires to lean into courage, to lean into vulnerability in a world that frankly is discouraging meaningful action a lot of times, right? It's, it's very polarized. There's like the hardcore activists and the people that are going against the system, which is very valid and we need that. And then there's the people on the other side who are wanting things to stay the same. And I see you in this, like, we just had this grounding exercise. You have this loving energy and this, this way of like loving all. Like I see you as somebody that sees both sides that loves. So first of all, I love you. And second of all, you you know, how do you (laughs) lean into that courage in a world that may discourage that, that may discourage Mm. you showing up fully? Yeah. Well, I love, there's a definition of courage, an early definition of courage that I believe Brene Brown talks about too, which is to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. And when I think about courage, that's what it is for me. It's really coming from the heart center. It's really taking myself out of the way, like having the courage really like at this point in my life, and especially as someone who does work that is aligned with my life's purpose, I can't not do it. 
<laughs> like, I know why I'm here. I'm emphatic about that. So yes, there may be moments where I feel like, ooh, I don't know. And, you know, may feel some fear at the same time. I know why I'm here and I know what happens when I say yes to those calls. And so I do my best to lead from heart, to lead from the divine, honestly, let, mm -hmm. let the divine guide me so that I don't restrict myself. And it's, it's, not easy all the time. <laughs> it's, Is it ever know, easy? No, no. There are, well, you know what? Sometimes, Sometimes it, is. it is. Sometimes mm -hmm. it is. And what I've found is when we can allow ourselves to get into the flow of what the divine has for us, it can be easy. A couple of years ago, one of my friends, I have a, an accountability partner. We went to college together. We reconnected in 2014 at the time when we were both starting our own practices. We talk almost every, either between every week to every other week and, and have since 2014. And a couple of years ago, we were talking about this hustle mentality and like this hustle and grind and like everyone's talking about hustle and grind. We both went to top tier business school. So that thinking has been ingrained into us. And she said, you know what? It's less hustle, more flow. And I'm oh like, my gosh. Yes. yes. So that, I mean, mugs that say <laughs> less hustle, more flow. And, and because it can be so easy if we allow it to be. Yes. I, uh, what I love about what you're saying is you're describing this ability to channel direction from divine as like a skill set that you've built over the years, right? It's not like you woke up one day and you're like completely led by, by your divine inspiration. Right. You, you literally woke up and you were like, okay, I'm going to do this small thing that I think I'm being led to and another small thing. So I, it just feels so much more tangible when you describe it that way and like building your confidence. It's just like any other skill. Right. And I didn't realize that until this mm -hmm. conversation, how much of a skill it has been for me. Yeah. And, and I think how attainable it is and how I think I'm feeling so excited about the Beyond Leadership Academy because I feel like that is what is missing, right? Is this, you know, we're so good about the hustle and grind and the kind of out of balance with the divine masculine being all about schedule and task and, and hustling, but there's this whole other component of the divine feminine where it's like tapping into who you are tapping into your divine inspiration and allowing that to guide you. So along that, what do you remember the first time you were divinely led, like the first time you channeled for whatever, like what did that look like for you? And yeah. I don't know the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember yeah. the first time. I know that there have been moments where throughout my life where I have been divinely led. I recently remembered how in high school, I had this thing where I would rub people's temples and heal headaches. Totally that doesn't surprise me. 
Like to the point that my senior year, there was one class I had, I think it was a history class. We Mm -hmm. had a substitute teacher. We had to watch a movie. She had a a bad headache. And one of my friends was like, oh, you should talk to Kylie. She gets rid rid of headaches. And the substitute teacher, I'm like cross-legged on the floor watching a movie. And the substitute teacher is like head in my lap as I'm rubbing her temples. That is so beautiful. Yeah. So that's, that's um, definitely something that I recall from earlier in my, in my life. But, you know, things like I deferred business school for a year. And during that time when I deferred, I wasn't sure if I was going to go to business school. And, um, but during that year that I deferred, my mom was ill. She had, um, she had severe depression and I ended up taking FMLA to take care of her Mm. for for a while. I had a property that somebody had moved out of and I had to sell. So there were just a lot of things. And I said, you know, I, I asked God, I said, well, make it clear to me when I go to the, the admitted students weekend after the deferment, like make it clear. And I knew within five minutes that I was meant to be there. And that's where I met my husband. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Had it been a year before, like we wouldn't, we connected because we had a class together. That was a first year class and there, that it just wouldn't have happened had I not mm. gone when I did. I got a full scholarship for my second year that didn't even exist had I gone a, a year beforehand. So oh there have been so many things like that that have happened in my life. And now I think I'm getting more confident in my channeling abilities. And I'm, I'm definitely not quite a Leilani, but it like, you are, you are like, it's not a competition. It's not, but (laughs) you, you, it comes so clearly through you. And I would say I have moments where it's clear and moments where it's not as clear. But when it's needed, it comes through and it's clearly, exactly. clearly not me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I say that all the time. I'm like, the universe is a much better writer than I am. <laughs> like when it's coming through, it's like, right. so I hear, so there's a couple of words that keep coming up as you're speaking. The first one being healer, you were put here to be a healer and to heal. And when I think of activism, I think of healing, but I know a lot of people don't think of the importance of healing in activism. So I'd love to touch on that a little. And then also just this like deep listening and even inviting the message to come through by, okay, I please just make it clear to me, like give me a sign. So it's almost like you're in conversation with divine when you're asking for that. So I guess we'll start there because that just that clear, you know, you said it's not always clear, but what in the moments where it's been so life-changing and mind-blowing, those moments where, you know, when it needs to come through, it comes through. What does that conversation look like to you? I'm just, I'm curious. And maybe it's not a conversation, maybe it's signs, but I, I just want people to understand that this, it's possible. We can all do this. <laughs> Yes. I mean, sometimes it's a feeling and just messages. Sometimes I'm recalling one time when I was in church and um, I would get all of these messages for my pastor. And like, we're not cool. Like we're not 
we're not close. Yeah, we're not tight. <laughs> we're not tight like that. Like we go to church every Sunday and right now, you know, it's it's over video. But when we first started going, I would get like, I would say over the past, I think we started going to this church in 2015. In the past five years, I've probably had five or six like such strong messages that they were almost bursting out of me. That I couldn't not tell him because I'm like, okay, I can feel it and it's coming out and I, the message is so clear. I don't know if this is going to resonate, but I can't, I have to be obedient to it. And I remember like the first time almost shake, almost trembling, going up to him after servicing. Okay, pastor, this may sound weird, but God just gave me this message and apparently X, Y, and Z. And he's like, whoa. And how am I supposed to do that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just the messenger. (laughs) And there was one time in, this was November of last year. I was in a church. We got to church late. We were in the back. He wasn't preaching that day. Somebody else was. And he happened to be in the back as well, he and his wife. And when they said, everybody connect and, you know, say hello to your neighbor, he came over to my husband and me and said, you know, said hello to my husband. And then he he said, he said, do you, he said, your wife your wife. <laughs> and he said, he said, she keeps giving these messages to me. And he, my husband was like, I know I heard. And then he kind of took my hands in his mm. and Leilani, the, it was like an electrical current that I could feel the force, the light, his life force mm. in my hands. And we both just like paused and we could just feel it. And it was Like, I don't know why we have such that connection, but one time God told me when I asked him why, again, conversation, like, God, why are you giving me messages for him? The message I received was, I've called you to be a leader of leaders. And had I given you messages for a parishioner, you would not have taken that to account as much as if I gave you messages for a pastor or a leader. And that was like, well, all right. (laughs) Cleared it right up. Okay. (laughs) Oh, but it's so clear. It's so, it's amazing to me that as you've cultivated the skill, this channeling, that it's become so clear who you are here to serve. And then now thinking about the healing aspect, I'm just really sitting with a lot of the pain and the grief and the anger in the Black community. And even in this moment, we in Washington State are going back into lockdown. We've had another big spike in cases. And this year has been so heavy for the Black community. So how has your gift, your healing, how has that contributed to the ways in which you are supporting the Black community at this time? And what what do you want to say to them? Sure. So, um, you know, earlier this this year, I was supposed to have my my second women's leadership retreat that yes. you were supposed to. I attend know. I'm still like Scottsdale, Arizona. Still yes. got like a a credit with. <gasps> yes, <laughs> and I group. can't wait. Yes, I can't wait until we are able to do that mm-hmm. again. And and like for real, for real in person. Mm-hmm. You know, as it was clear because of COVID, we wouldn't be able to be in person. Right. You know, my first inclination was okay. Let's 
let's just refund everybody's money and figure it out. And then I had a session where, you know, I invited all the women who were registered and quite a few came and I asked them, I said, you know, we were thinking about just refunding everyone's money. We are thinking about doing something virtually um, and just want to get your, your input. And what we heard was some people said, keep my money until you do it in person because I'm there. Uh-huh. Other people, there were, were some people who said, okay, just refund my money. And then there was a group that said, whatever you do virtually, I'm there. Like I need this. Mm-hmm. And it was clear that we didn't need a three-day retreat that we force fed onto Zoom. But instead, we reimagined the experience for it to be a masterclass series where we met over the course of three months. So we had 40 women who would come every other Saturday, and we had masterclasses. And here I'm thinking, because of COVID, we would need extra support. And the first day was May 29th. The first session was Saturday, May 29th. The night before, we had mass protests and and rioting in Atlanta to the point that my in-laws who live downtown Atlanta, we were like, come over here. It's getting too close to your house. Mm. So it became clear that it wasn't about COVID. Yes, it was partially about COVID. Mm -hmm. But since most of the women who are a part of this were Black American women, they needed some support and connection. So that's one of the ways in which, you know, I've been supporting this Beyond Leadership Academy was, you know, December last year, I expected to launch it in September of this year. In March, I thought, okay, we're going to table that till till 2021 because of COVID. And then come June, it was like, no, we absolutely need to have it now. <laughs> like yes. it's needed now. So, you know, I have clients that I'm coaching. I have two leadership development programs that I'm running through clients, most um, with a good majority of those being Black women. And I've been brought into many organizations to speak with their their Black employees about how to take care of themselves during this Mm. moment in time. You're such a healer. (laughs) You're such a divine (laughs) healer. And, And what I love about what you do is you do it in ways where it's almost like people wouldn't know that they're that they're experiencing healing. It's almost like a, like, yeah, come in and we'll do this leadership retreat. And you're like, boom, you feel better. Like how it, it's, I love how. Oh my how- gosh, that's so, <laughs> that's so true. Like to the point that every, I have a leadership development program that's for women in technology. Yes. And every year we're on our fourth cohort. And I'm like, y'all have no idea what you're about to get into and I love it because you have no idea. You think, oh, I've been in professional development programs. I've been in leadership development programs. I know how this goes down. It's like, ha, your soul, I'm going to hit you in your soul. (laughs) Better be ready. Better be ready. But it's so needed. And I think that that's why I consider you like this healing activist because it's so needed, especially in corporate spaces. I think that that is what is becoming really, really apparent as I'm, you know, working through consulting and and coaching executives is that we have been so conditioned out of that, out of just having spaces where we're allowed to just breathe, where we're allowed to be in community, where we give ourselves permission to rest, right? And it's not even... I I think a part of it is cultural, like especially Mm -hmm. for 
Black Americans, and I think it extends beyond Black Americans. I think it's any group, and I'm speaking to to the folks in the U.S., but really outside of the U.S. too, any Mm -hmm. group that has been of service to others. Right. And, um, And obviously Black Americans enslaved Right. We, it was colonized behavior. Mm. You couldn't rest. Like you, you don't get to rest when you were survival, when you were a slave, you don't get a rest when you are, you know, taking care of a family's children, even if you have Mm. your own, figure it out. So that's a part of our culture for so many of us. And that just needs to be dismantled. Mm. And you're doing it, sis. You're doing the work. Oh my gosh. I just see this is, I think selfishly, I had you on my podcast today because I needed a healthy dose of Kylie, like this healing, (laughs) just like you got this, you can do this. The question that's really jumping out at me right now is what role does joy play in your work? What role does joy play in this crazy year like what what has joy meant to you i have daily practices and one of my daily practices is a morning routine that as a part of it i access the emotion of joy because joy is one of the the highest one of the most high vibrations of emotions mm. it's it's a healing emotion and it's one that many women in general don't allow themselves to to feel they don't give themselves permission to feel so every morning the first two steps in my morning routine are one to get centered and two to lift my energy and i do that by accessing joy and mm-hmm. even if it's thinking about oftentimes it's thinking about my daughter laughing <laughs> which oh, is just that. there's just nothing better nothing better mm-hmm. than her pure joy light filled energy and just accessing how that feels i yeah joy is just such so important so Mm. important and so undervalued and I would love to see a world where more of us allowed ourselves to do things that bring us joy to Mm. follow things that bring us joy and to to prioritize feeling it I have so much information coming through right now and I just want to honor it so the first thing that's coming through is Joy is the one thing that hasn't been stripped from the Black community. It's the one thing. There's a lot of things, but it's the one thing that comes to the front. Joy has not, I would say colonizers have not succeeded in colonizing joy. And Ooh. I know, and that is, it was coming that through so intense. And my whole body is filled with goosebumps right now because regardless of all of the atrocities that the black community has been through joy is the one thing that has prevailed. And it's the one thing when you, I think of black joy, I think of my friends, you know, like dancing and singing and just, there's something so deep. And, and I feel like I've seen the black community give themselves permission to feel joy, even in one of the hardest years in history. Right. Yeah. And, and to laugh, like and we to laugh. laugh. We can, we, it is, Ooh, I'm receiving too. It's uh-huh. our greatest healing mechanism. Mm. It's our greatest healing mechanism. 
y'all real-time channeling mm, that's what's up mm, mm, <laughs> so, mm, I, have I know my entire body filled up and so when I I think about your recent IG live that you had where you talked about what if we're safe what if we can rest like can you talk a little bit about that message because it was so powerful well and it came from you my dear I mean it came, it from, came you. from you <laughs> It came from it came from you, and it was, you know, when you had the IG live and you were sharing a message for Atlanta, and shared that that message of it's okay to rest. It just it, the idea of what if you knew it was all okay? What if you knew that you didn't have to be on guard anymore? What if you knew it was okay to rest? Mm -hmm. Like it brings tears to my Mm -hmm. eyes because I didn't know how much I was carrying. I didn't know how, how much weight is, um, how heavy it is to be waiting for the other shoe to drop so much. And when I, I even tweeted about it and one, one response I got back from a black woman was it's unfathomable to like even conceptualize that it's okay, that we're safe, that we can rest. And whew, so that's part of my mission now. That's part of my mission. So thank you to you for being a channel to that because what I want to do more of and be more intentional about is helping people access how that feels Mm. and be created by that. And I hear like, give yourself permission too, because it's almost like we, we go through this life looking for permission to feel, looking for permission to heal, looking for permission to rest when the permission lies within us. Yeah to give ourselves that permission and to really, I kind of want to just be like, let's give the black community permission to rest. Let's give the black community permission to heal. And not even from me or, or anything external. It's like, how can you dig into your own intuition and your own divine power to give yourself permission to move forward and, and just imagine that all is well, that was what that, that really stuck with me when you said what, what if all is well? How, how would we change the ways that we do things? How would we change the ways we are activists? How would we change the ways that we heal ourselves and one another? It's just so powerful. <sighs> yes. Well, well now, what? now that our goosebumps are settling down, I feel like there's such magic with Gosh, just being in community with you, Kylie, and being in community with somebody who is so tapped into giving yourself permission to be a channel, giving yourself permission to be a healer, to to step into that power. I see you as somebody so grounded in who you are. And thank you you for just being, being that person that I can look up to and say, like Kylie can do it. I can do it. Like it it just, you're such a shining star in my mind and you're so loved by divine. I mean, that is such a clear message that comes through. I feel like every single time we're together and what I'm hearing now is just all of your angels, 
you know, source, everybody coming forward and just saying, thank you for saying yes. Thank you for always saying yes. Thank you for saying yes to being a channel. Thank you for saying yes to this incredibly important healing work that you're doing. You're just so needed in this, in this realm. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for saying yes. All the healing that you are doing, my friend, is just incredible. Oh, gosh. Thank you. The world is lucky to have you. The world was already lucky to have you, but I know the power of when you do say yes completely Uh and go all in. And this is what this, this season is for you. And I am just excited to see it all unfold. Gosh, you are, you are so dear to me. Thank you so much, Kylie, for being here. My last question, it's kind of corny, but what's your bumper sticker? Like one piece of advice that you would, that you want the listeners to walk away with. It can be cheesy, whatever. <laughs> I would say, I would say my, my bumper sticker is be the youest you you can be. Mm. Be the I love you you can be and I do believe that when we are the the us is us mm-hmm. <laughs> as individuals at the highest version of ourselves we are our most powerful ah uh, that's a word thank you so much Kylie for being here um now tell I mean I guess one tiny last question not tiny it's huge um how can people get in touch with you get a hold of you see what you're up to sure well I am on all the socials at Kylie Carr and I have a lot of vowels in my name so I'll spell it k-a-i-l-e-i-c-a-r-r and um if you want to listen to my podcast it's beyond the business suit and you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts or at beyondthebusinesssuit.com. And yeah, and and we're also on IG at Beyond the Business Suit as well. But on on all of the other socials, including Instagram, I have my own page. I'm at Kylie Carr. Thank you so much, Kylie. It's been such a blessing chatting with you today. Thank you, Leilani. I'm honored to be your first guest. Thank you. Wow, friends. Uh, I'm so glad that you could be a part of this conversation with the brilliant Kylie Carr. All of her information is in the show notes. So please do connect with her and check that out when you have a moment. For now, what's really resonating with me about our conversation is a couple of things. First of all, that the world requires us to live into our fullness, to live into the fullest, most authentic version of ourselves when we do that, we are standing in our own divinity, right? We're able to see the ways in which we are meant to move through this world and to do it with thoughtful intention. And the other thing is that listening to our intuition is a skill. It's a skill that we can continue to practice and continue to experiment with and listen to. And I've never really thought about it in those terms that, that this is a skill just like everything else. So how are you going to live into your intuition today and make choices around how to bring your intuition forward in service of raising the vibration of the world in which we live? But for now, be still, my friends, and live into your impact. So good to chat with you today and talk to you soon. Thank you.